Psalm, no, not Psalm 119. Yeah, Psalm 119. What are we at? I don't even remember anymore. I don't know. Who wants to preach this afternoon? Yeah, Psalm 119. Doing Psalms on Sunday nights and Wednesday nights throw me off sometimes. Psalm 119, starting in verse 129. <clears throat> You've kind of seen over the last couple sections where the psalmist is uh, a little flustered through situations and uh, things happening, and those situations are still existing. And he's waiting for God to step in, but he still finds a way to sing through it all. And, uh, and so this, this section, 129 through verse 136, we see a fluctuation between triumphing and fear. And, uh, and so that's what we're going to look at here this afternoon, a triumphant life and a trembling life. Uh, verse 129, Thy testimonies are wonderful, therefore doth my soul keep them. The entrance of thy words giveth light, and giveth understanding unto the simple. I opened my mouth and panted, for I longed for thy commandments. Look thou upon me, and be merciful unto me, as thou usest to, usest to do unto those that love thy name. Order my steps in thy word, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Deliver me from the oppression of man, so will I keep thy precepts. Make thy face to shine upon thy servant, and teach me thy statutes. Rivers of waters run down mine eyes, because they keep not thy law. Lord, I pray for your help as we look into these uh, few verses. And again, help us to draw from them, to learn from them. And uh, Lord, we'll seek your help in it. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll look at the two things. We'll start with a triumphant life. A triumphant life. Verse 129, we see the idea of living by God's Word. Living by God's Word, it says, Thy testimonies are wonderful, therefore doth my soul keep them. Uh, <clears throat> it's important to understand that God's Word is sufficient for all guide, guidance in our lives. Uh, that God's Word has the answers. He says, Thy testimonies are wonderful, and therefore... That's why I, I keep uh, your commandments or thy testimonies uh, because of what they are. They're sufficient to give us the guidance that we need. They're also simple. Uh, you think through Scripture, a lot of times people will talk about how the Bible's hard to understand and things like that, but uh, simple. there's much simplicity in Scripture. Thou shalt uh, not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not lie, thou shalt not commit adultery. Pretty simple stuff. Um, the large majority of the guidelines or guidances in Scripture are very simple, uh, plain for us to see, plain for us to understand. And so as we seek to live by God's Word, we also learn from God's Word in verse 130, where it says, The entrance of thy words giveth light, uh, giveth understanding unto the simple. Uh, do you turn on the light or do you remain in the darkness? Uh, light reveals three things. It reveals dirt. Uh, if you turn on a light, you see dirt if it's there. Light also uh, reveals uh, <clears throat> disorder. Uh, so if you come into a room, if you're a parent, and your kid says, I've cleaned my room, and you open the door and turn on the light, you see uh, the disorder that's still there. And light also reveals direction. And so you look at the light of God's Word, and when we read it, it can reveal the dirt within our life, uh, the things that need to be clean. It can reveal the disorder in life as well, and it can also uh, reveal direction for our life, light up the path so that we can see where we should go. And uh, the question is, is, do you turn on the light, or do you remain in the darkness? There's a lot of people who are willfully ignorant 
about the things of God where they don't want to know, they don't want to hear, they don't want to see because they just want to keep doing what they're doing. And uh, so they don't read their Bible because they don't want to know, or they already know it, but they don't want it to show them where they're wrong. Uh, or they, they know where God wants them to go. They know where they want to go. So instead of following or turning on the light to see where they should go, they just go the way they want to go. Uh, so it's important that we use God's Word for light. And then in verse 131, we see a longing for God's Word. Um, as he says here that I uh, opened my mouth and panted, I longed for thy commandments. There's a desire there, and we've seen this throughout not just Psalm 119, but the other Psalms as well, a desire for God's Word. Uh, it's hard to value something when it's so accessible. Uh, the idea that um, the rare things are maybe the things that we kind of value more. And the Bible is right there in front of us. We have it. It's accessible to us. And so we don't seem to value it properly. A good example of this would be the stars. If you go out at night and you look up in a clear sky and you see the stars, they're amazing. Uh, it's an incredible thing to look at and to, to consider and, and to kind of just uh, uh, be in awe of. But we see stars for the most part on a regular basis. And so we don't really seem to take a lot of value into taking some time to just see what God does with stars. And God's Word is the same way where because we see it every day uh, to some degree or another, we just don't seem to value it. It's not rare enough for us. And it shouldn't be. It's a wonderful thing that God has given us, got His Word uh, to be here for us, to reveal these things to us, but we don't seem to value it. And so we should long for God's Word. We should desire God's Word. We should live by it, we should learn from it, and we should long for it. Then we see the transition to more fear, a trembling life uh, here. And this is really where depression and defeat start to win in our life. We go through good times in life, and we have that triumphant life because things are going well and things are going smoothly. But then as things get worse or as things begin to come and situations maybe drag on, we start to feel that defeat or that depression. And as it starts to take over, then that's when fear begins to really sink in. In verse 132, when we live a trembling life, uh, we, we find that distance is beginning to be sensed. It says there in verse 132, Look thou upon me, and be merciful unto me as I usest to do, Unto, the love, unto those that love thy name. So it's as though he's seeing that God is not looking on him, uh, paying attention to what he's going through. He asks for mercy, and he says, you used to be merciful to those that love thy name. And, and it seems as though the, the attitude here is, I love your name, and you're not being merciful to me. So he begins to sense distance. Uh, then we see that direction is sought, verse 133. Order my steps in, in thy word, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Um, he, he understands that he needs instruction from God. So he feels that there's some distance. So he's saying, God, speak to me. God, order my steps, direct my ways through your word. And so that sin does not win. We have to understand that we're not going to overcome if we don't obey and a lot of times in life where sin begins to take hold in our life, we refuse to obey God and do what is right, and so it's hard to overcome, almost impossible. Um, and if we will not obey God, we cannot expect to overcome these things in our life. And so here he's seeking the order of his steps 
And again, the attitude here is, is that if you will order them, I will obey them. And that's an attitude that we need to have for sure. Then deliverance is requested in verse 134. Deliver me from the oppression of man, so will I keep thy precepts. He keeps adding in here in these verses, I will obey, I will follow, I will keep. But he's asking for deliverance. He feels like he's not getting that deliverance. And so he's asking for it. Verse 135, darkness is removed. It says, Make thy face to shine upon thy servant, and teach me thy statutes. Uh, again, it's a, it's a desire, right? It's a longing for more. It's a, it's, a, it's a willingness to learn. And he's just asking for some light to reveal where he should go, what he should do, uh, to, to again give him that sense of warmth. You think about uh, shining on my face uh, or on thy servant, as he says here in 135, um, if in the colder months, if you're in the shade and the wind is blowing or whatever, it's nice and cool. Uh, so you just look for some sunlight just to get a little bit of heat, a little bit of warmth on you. That's, that's the idea here is, is make thy face to shine upon thy servant. Um, give me some relief, some deliverance uh, here. And he says, I will keep thy precepts. And then in verse 136, disaster is seen. He says, rivers of water run down mine eyes, He's weeping, because they keep not thy law. Oppressors, those that are against him, uh, and he's and he's saying that that I am weeping because they refuse to follow you. Uh, maybe a little struggle for victory here in his own life, but it seems as though there is care or concern or an understanding that those oppressors uh, they are not keeping that law, and and there is going to be issues. Right now, it's issues for me, but it will be issues for them. There's a verse in a song that says, Weep o'er the erring ones, lift up the fallen, tell them of Jesus, the mighty to save. The idea of, of, of knowing that there is um, great damage coming to these people and we should desire that they are um, uh, revived, that they are uh, uh, given the opportunity to receive that mercy and that grace. Uh, so it's a, it's a disaster being seen of what is going to come of them. He wants deliverance. He wants uh, uh, lifting out of. He wants relief. But he also understands, boy, these people are about to, to suffer uh, a mighty uh, harsh consequence. And I think sometimes in our life when we have oppressors, and we don't have too many, but when we have oppressors, when we have people who are against us, we get that revenge mindset. Even if we do it biblically where we leave the vengeance up to God. Um, and we see it in the Psalms sometimes too, right? With David especially praying that God will avenge him. Um, I don't know that we spend enough time weeping for them. Uh, asking God for salvation for them. And it goes back to how we love people and don't love people. And I've caught myself at times thinking, boy, this world would be a better place if those people weren't here. Um, but then I also, at times, not always, but at times I catch myself and go, boy, that's just the wrong attitude to have. And it's, Lord, will you, will you deliver them? Will you show them you? Will you bring someone in their life to share with them the good news of the gospel uh, and, and provide them the same salvation that you provided me and so we see this understanding here of the psalmist uh, and where he lies here as well. 
Uh, we've got about, what, four or five more weeks uh, of Psalm 119, and then we'll look into other things after that. But uh, I really enjoyed going through this so far and looking forward to next week um, as uh, we look at 137 through 144. Lord, help us, I do pray. Thank you for the time that we've spent together today. Thank you for those that were able to come. And uh, Lord, thank you for the visitors that we had today, the two different um, households that came. And uh, Lord, we're so grateful for that. And I pray that you would uh, help us as we reach out and follow up. And uh, Lord, that you would guide them if, it, if, if you desire them to be a part of our church. And uh, Lord, I pray that if they're not saved, that the gospel would be clear and they'd receive it. And uh, if they are, Lord, that we could be a church home for them. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would just continue to use us in our daily lives. Help us to be faithful witnesses at work and uh, with our neighbors and in our lifestyle. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would guard and protect us uh, this week, provide for the needs that we have, give healing to those that need healing this week. And uh, Lord, we'll rejoice in, in all that you do for us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.